See you guys on the other side, all right? We touch back in messages in just a bit. Keep it locked to the W1071. I wish somebody's soul would a catch a fire. Catch a fire. Catch a fire, Jesus. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the South Central Podcast. I am your host, Ron Austin, and on today's episode, we have none other than Kess Ramsey in the building. Yo. Somebody make some noise. Kess, you see my You see, brother? I know, man. Thank, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for inviting me. Right. To all listeners out there, if you're listening on YouTube or any of the audio platforms, feel free to subscribe, leave a review, check out Kess as he listen, as he on the show. Show some love for the platforms. Make sure to subscribe. We're close to like a thousand. We're going towards our 1,000 goal right we now. We're hitting 1,000. We're hitting 1,000. We're hitting 1,000. We have Kess on the show. Kess have like a huge volume by the time we're done here. It's just birds and... Kess have <laughs> above average following. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll get you to all of that on the show. Kess, once again, thank you for being here, my G. Yeah, man, so let me jump into it shit one time. But before we do, Kess, mm-hmm. would you please plug the very well done poster that is behind us right Christians, now? Christians can laugh too. Uh, comedy show. Clean comedy show. Um, you know, for anybody who you don't like obscene, you don't like, you know, in Trinidad when they hear comedy, you know it's slack jokes and all kind of thing and you can't bring your chair and this and that, but. This show is a space for, you know, clean comedy. Um, we showcase some of the new upcoming local talent uh, in Trinidad and Tobago, along with some of the, you know, singing gospel singers as well. On the 22nd of October in Queen's Hall, you can dress up nice and come out. We had doubles on entry as you're coming in. Doubles on entry. Doubles on mm-hmm. entry. I can get one with slide coming in. Yes. With the Apple J. Nah, no, I don't know if you'll get the Apple J, but you'll get doubles. You'll get doubles. We inside on the doubles, though. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, we'll we be nice. Queen's Hall, Sunday, 22nd. We start at 6 p.m. Tickets are 150, but make sure you get tickets early because on the day, 200 at the door, right? And where can people get the tickets now, guess? Ticket outlets we have. Uh, if you're in the north, of course you go. You could go to Queens Hall box office. Mm-hmm. It's probably the easiest one to get to. Right. Um, in Port of Spain as well, there's uh, direct home furnishers in Port of Spain. If you're in Movie Tongue, you could go upstairs Movie Tongue. There's um, 
King's Lounge Barber Spa. Barber yes, Spa. Yes, a Barber Spa. You go there to fix you up nice. You know all them fancy things you yeah, see on TV? Yeah, on TikTok and yeah, then? Yeah, how you wrap up in cloth and steam. Yeah, and thing. Ah, boy. Niceness. King's Lounge Barber Spa. You can go up there. Um, there's also a King's Lounge Barber Spa in the east in, on Omera Road. For those in Arima and thing, you could get your tickets there as well. And if you are a wrong um, Valsane area, you can go to Montebello Urban and that's in Val Park Shopping Plaza, a closed store. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're in Chaguanas, you can go to Sharon's Plaza, that's opposite the market. Uh, upstairs, there's Ivanza's Jewelers. They have tickets there as well. If you're in South, you can go to Direct Home Furnishers on Superior Street. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. big up south. Dog. Big up south. And um, of course, in Pleasantville, there's uh, Tranquility Beauty Spa. You can get the tickets there as well. Yeah, tickets only 150 And you can only get tickets at the outlets until the Saturday. Right? After the Saturday, after the 21st, you will not be able to get tickets at the outlets. Right? Only online and Adido. Adido. And pick up with your 200. Work Look at the 200. kind of value you're getting for 150. I, I could pay 200, 250 for this ready and ready and watch now. Run. Um, not church people. Don't do them that. <laughs> church people are paying that. <laughs> right? But um, last year, the, tickets, the ticket prices were $100. Mm. Um, but gas has been raising steadily. <laughs> Very much so. So we had, to, we had to do a little something extra with the ticket price. But yes, Christians can laugh too. We still try to keep the tickets at a decent cost. 150 You get... 302 people could come. We still, you know, try to make it work. But pastors, I want you guys to know as well. They have some things that the congregation wants to tell you. My dear pastors, servants of God, the congregation mightn't tell all their pastors, but I, guess Ramsey, I, I will tell all their pastors what the congregation really want to tell all them, but afraid. <laughs> I came to church in my Sunday's best. You come to pray for me. I thank you for the prayers. But I'm just asking, pastors, please, on behalf of the congregation, and the pastors of Mexico, you come to pray for my pastor. I just want to remind the pastors. That mouth don't clean my Holy Spirit at all. A pastor, if I come to pray for you and you feel more than fire, I fall on for spite. Now, guess this is your own very Kess Ramsey's presents Christians Can Laugh Too. Mm-hmm. So, let's take it back from the very, very beginning. What made you want to pursue stand up comedy? But I have always been very, very stupid, you know. Like growing up, 
<laughs> I don't know how else to put it. Like I was always, you know, the one in class talking some nonsense. Mm. Her teacher was cracking up on herself. Um, but I, I don't think the, I don't think I saw it turning into stand-up comedy per se. Um, I just liked people and and being around people now. Mm. I just like entertaining. So even though um I used to sing with my brother. I used to sing backup something and I just like being around a lot of people all the time. That was just me. Yeah, as in that entertainment sphere. Yeah, yeah. That was just me. I just I just like talking and interacting with people. I I can make friends anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, um something that my wife probably don't like too much. <laughs> yeah. Cause yeah, funny thing, she's actually the total opposite of me. Right. Right. She don't like no camera, don't no. No, no, that's not a socialization nah, thing. Nah, nah. I cool. She I have, real cool. She have um like 300 followers on her Instagram and she knows each and every one of them. Right? Mm-hmm. Not me. See, people is be healing me all over. Guess and my wife is like, you know them? No. <laughs> no, I don't really know. But, you know, um, with, with comedy, boy, I think um, it's around seven years ago, I will say that I, I really started stand up. Um, and to me, it was it was a challenge. It was a, a challenge that I wanted to. I just wanted to try something, mm. you know. Um, the first time I did stand up comedy was in my church. First, I um they they were looking for somebody to do like a icebreaker in a meeting. Right. And they asked me if if because you know sometimes people will see it in here. So they're like, Kessie, I want to come up with a little something to you know for the icebreaker. So I came up with a few jokes. I can tell you the first first joke I wrote. We'll be honored. The first first joke I wrote was that God is very very wise. We know that God is wise, right? And and we know that He is wise because He created man before woman. Because if He create woman first, it would not have any men. <laughs> you went up on the people in church and say that the women didn't like that. They didn't like it at all. That was that was the first first joke that I wrote. Um, understandably, it is not very funny. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, with with comedy, the the you just kind of just have to jump in. You had to just start. Right. Um. The first time you make somebody laugh, mm. it is be like drugs, but it is hard. Yeah, that's feel loud rush. It is feel. Yeah. And I remember. Yeah. I remember. It is want to be a part of that thing again. You mm. want to be there. How to know? do this again? Well, yes. how to get this again? How to hit this thing again? Yeah. So like, so the the time that you actually make people laugh, mm. and you're thinking, well, yeah, boy. Hmm. I get it. I figure it out. Right. Next time you tell the jokes, your boss. Yeah, bro. <laughs> that is be the worst. The next time you tell yeah, the jokes, your boss. Yeah, that's cast sleeping. Uh. It's it just not going to work. Yes, we up like, what? At, 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 what at I do same time in nah. my voice. Nah, sometimes, but I honestly have no explanation for that. Mm. But yeah, it just, um, I feel like when you start, you mm. just have to go through that kind of up and down to figure out what works for you mm. most of the time <laughs> <laughs> and and um you know kind of develop your style because when you now start you just kind of be um uh impersonating people that you have seen doing mm-hmm. comedy so you, you kind of have to figure out yourself um because people are not gonna come to see another version of somebody people want to see something unique and um you don't get that 
until you do it over and over and over and figure out, okay, this is what works for me. Junior Lee is Junior Lee. Kevin Sawyer is it's Kevin nice. Sawyer. Facts. Kivo is Kivo. Facts. Rachel Price is Rachel Price. Double facts. Yeah, it's Simili Trini. It's Simili Trini. Only have right? one. Uh, um, um, Gabriel Bridgemohan <sighs> is Gabriel Bridgemohan. Facts. Right? Facts. Yeah. And Kesh Ramsey is Kesh Ramsey. Kesh Ramsey is Kesh Ramsey. Yeah, you have to know what you bring to the table. Um, so, yeah, you have, to, you have to kind of figure that out when you start comedy. And that does take a little while sometimes. Some mm. people have a natural knack it i i would say um junior lee is one of the most naturally gifted comedians in trinidad and tobago mm-hmm. um yeah hardest worker though i will give that to kevin so yeah kevin kevin has worked so well on his craft mm-hmm. that he is a step above the rest of kevin. us at this point so yeah kudos to kevin kudos to kevin everybody that. had a reservation for kevin yeah, yeah, yeah. kevin is the is boss the boss is the boss, Facts. Is the boss. yeah all right so what you saying everybody had to find their own name and their own unique you know that in many circles as the christian comedian of course so what make you decide initially to say all right i'm going to infuse your christianity with comedy because that's a that's a difficult fusion right there <laughs> can tell me about it bro when I when I started doing this, well, all right. So the reasoning is I'm a Christian, mm-hmm. so I could only tell jokes. Telling jokes when you're writing jokes, the best way to write jokes is about your own life. True. So I I'm not gonna go on stage and pretend to be anybody else. You know what I mean? That's how some of them rappers and things in the streets then was never in the streets, but I want to mm-hmm. think about gun thing. And when I got married upon them, the fright, they they back, right? Drop the gun. No, I I I can't I can't fake it. I. If I, I I just can't fake nothing. I can't fake it. You will see it on my face. Mm-hmm. I can't fake it. So um, it's easy for me to talk about my experiences. So when I talk about um, anything in my jokes, is like real experiences that I've had that seem funny to me. And the thing with, with being a comedian and doing it for long, the little things that people mightn't think about, that's really nothing. You see it now and you're like, no, I could use that as yeah, a bit. The little pivot that you yeah, would see right I could there. use that as a bit for, for something now. So, um, again, the, the longer you do it, you just kind of get better at it. But yeah, the, the merging of, of my fate and what I like doing as 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 a comedian mm-hmm. um it was met with challenges when i started doing it yeah it was met with challenges where's so many challenges um some some pastors outright was like they they don't think that like that could be uh something to pursue they don't see it working um so how are you going on you in a show with everybody cussing and everybody thinking and then you come on to tell jokes how that going on thing it's like, but if I could be the one voice of reasoning in, in the middle of our crowd, you, you know? unique. Come here, Christian, are they here? There's some things that the pastor wants to tell of you. But afraid that you leave the church and think that. You know, they're sensitive. <laughs> but I, Kess Ramsey, I will let all you know what the pastors really want to tell of you. But they know if they tell on you. Next week, I'll be in our next church. 
Number one thing. Pastors are here. Pastors, if you if any other pastor make some noise over here, please clap your hands, pastors. <laughs> pastors, they're, they're waiting to hear what I say. <laughs> so the first thing, first thing pastors want to tell are them. Congregation are listening. You could pray for that. <laughs> Why are you calling the pastor for a headache? You could pray for that. Something happened right in front of you. What happened? You don't have the spirit of the Lord on you? Pray. Tell me the thing. I'll show you that pastor again, madam. Yes. Pastor, I'm saying the right thing. You see how the answer correct? You can pray for that. As we're talking about Paul, then now, another thing, this, this second thing that pastors want to tell the congregation. Stop giving out my number. <laughs> At least call him, Pastor, um, so, so, so this is my friend, my brother, and I give him a number. And give the pastors the chance, now. Nah. You have know, pastor, you call the pastor. Pastor, pray for this person, eh? He don't know what you're praying for. What is Don't do them that now. Don't do them that. Alright? Call Pastor Fosse Pass. Pastor that talking to you? Yes, yes. Yes. Don't do them that. Don't do them that. Don't do them that. The last thing that pastors want to tell of them. Congregation. Are you listening? Yeah. The last thing pastors want to tell you guys is that you know all through COVID, we are so glad that everybody, you know, we can call that thing again. Pastors want to remind you guys. All through COVID when we was home on Zoom, I'll enjoy the Zoom and thing. Yeah, all through COVID when we was home on Zoom, watching the service nice, pop up on the couch. Pastors want to remind you guys. All the ties that are MS. Bring it in the storehouse, please. Of course, uh, um... And that's this that is why I re- this is why is one of the reasons why I did this show as well, right? Mm-hmm. And um kinda took it away from in a church because you see we in Queens Hall. Um the first time I did the show was in my church. My pastor is very cool, big up Pastor Stephen Mendoza. Big up he, he um encouraged me from the start. Right. right. He was like, Bro, if this is what you think you wanna do, do it. Um so I did it in my church first and that year well, well, I kind of grew up in a little ghetto area. I grew up in Laramie. Right. So even though we had a little, a good-ish turnout, it wasn't quite what I wanted. And again, um, Christian people, all they know all self. <laughs> I am a Christian. Always make excuses, right? Uh, I know people don't want to come into Laramie. Laramie. Thing. Fine. So I'll move it to Sapa the next year. Right. I take my money. And I spend my money on supper. I say, all right, if all they have excuses, I'm going to take away all the excuses. And the people came out. <laughs> I couldn't even... The cacos. Yeah, cacos. They came out. They came out, supper. Um, that was 2019, November. Mm-hmm. November the 5th, 2019. That was that was the first supper show. And we had a sold out show in supper that year. The first so time? Seven, yeah, well, the first bigger show. Yeah. We had a sold out show in supper that year. Um, I thank God for that because uh, I, 
at that point it was really just all for my videos and stuff that people came people mm-hmm. didn't even really know me as doing stand-up comedy yet mm-hmm. um we we just started kind of getting accustomed doing that and um yeah people came out people enjoyed the show so much so that um well when covid happened now so 2019 2020 covid hit mm-hmm. um i already had plans of growing the show to napa the mm-hmm. next year so i already had a date in napa for 2020 mm-hmm. and covid, COVID. hit wow but cut. what 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 the management on napa did when the because i think you have to like confirm in six months within six months if they keep any date or whatever mm-hmm. So she was like, um, well, Mr. Ramsey, here what? We'll just roll over the date to the next year for you, right? And then the next year it was still Is shut it? down. So she rolled it over okay. again. And that's how I ended up having Napa um, last year. Right. Because the date just kind of roll over. Roll over, roll over. get yeah. through. Yeah, so we were in Napa last year. Um, Napa was a whole, um, a whole other experience. Sapa. I feel like Sapa, because I'm close to home, mm-hmm. it was a little easier to make the little last-minute run arounds, whatever, whatever. But when you leave San Fernando to come up, to come up town, right. if you forget something home, bro. Pressure. <laughs> yeah, no way. It's home. It's home. It's home. It's home. It's home. It's home. You know, so um, it was a whole nother level. And, I, and even the stage and everything in Napa is like top, top tier. It's really yeah. nice. Big stage, big backstage. Everything is like a... It, it was another learning curve mm-hmm. and um yeah it the challenges to start off this thing um for sure is people's um conception of what a comedian is mm-hmm. and um probably their limitations in their mind as to what could be done with something like this a profession like this because this is this is what i do now this is i'm a christian comedian mm-hmm. and also uh radio personality at this point so yeah um yeah people people didn't see it but i i saw it so yeah keep pushing for whatever dream you see it mm-hmm. keep pushing for it man. i so when was like if you could remember the first time seeing that sold out show in Dread, what was that feeling Bro. when you watch out and say this my work you response? know what you know let me tell you the moment it hit me right mm-hmm. we were in supper um doing song check and thing about six o'clock right the show was supposed to start seven mm-hmm. so i say all right we will live in laramine at the time laramine is like five minutes away it's like all right cool let me go and take a bath come back out go and get my clothes wherever wife was home mm-hmm. so she ready she say all right she ready so it's just for me to come bed come back up the road reach home bed and driving back into Sapa, we coming from Gulf City, coming across, mm-hmm. and there was traffic. And I like, why have traffic? Why, what going on here? Only to realize that is back up traffic coming out from Sapa, causing traffic onto the junction with the lights, mm. that causing traffic into Gulf, that road heading to Gulf City. And driving, come out now, like actually seeing supper now and seeing cars is because it have no park. And this is like quarter to seven. It had no, no park. park. Full out. The place, like people was looking around, people sat parking in Skinner Park mm-hmm. to walk across. 
And yeah, that was that that at that moment I was like, yo, oh. what is this? <laughs> you know, that was that was a that was a real, real nice feeling to um to come out and see the support. Mm-hmm. Um and it, it kind of showed me that there is a market for clean comedy. Mm-hmm. Because as I said earlier, um when it comes to Trinidad, the what we know as comedy in Trinidad slack is the slack jokes. Mm-hmm. The slack jokes and and this one mother this and yeah and um what what we fail to realize that they're just um you might be Christian, you might be Muslim, you might be Hindu, you just don't like this set of obscene, you don't like this set of cussing, you know? You will carry your kids somewhere and other way, yeah, but yeah, yeah facts. Yeah, you facts. just wanna come and enjoy and not have to worry about that man. Mm-hmm. And um and in the show I I asked and there was there were Muslim and Hindu and um other religions. And Christians can laugh too. So it really shows that, you know, some people just want clean comedy. It don't have to be, you know. And um that that moment driving in and seeing traffic. Mm-hmm. And then well to get to the back the back of Sapa you have to pass through the front. Right. So we drive into the front and people by the door just line up waited the green i'm like yo i watched my wife she watched me and she we just was like whoa this was crazy to see that kind of support um because we were not anticipating it mm-hmm. and three people to last minute <laughs> <after that point. laughs> everybody pay the last minute boy <laughs> what's that i could have probably make so much more money run yeah if i knew that type of crowd was coming out because the caterer asked me guess how much tickets you sell boy i say boy i only sell around 200 tickets boy i say so you know if a hundred more people come by the door mm-hmm. i say so cater for about 300. to make how much it was it was so loud so it was like 700 and something people show up 730 something people show up and you cater for three for three wow right? with intermission for 20 minutes 10 minutes and the food was done done no more food Ooh, you understand we. so well let's buy the tickets early now, <laughs> even last year in napa and all right same thing you know same thing, thing. in napa last year the the week of the show your phone going crazy everybody call it uh, ticket 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 and a month before tickets in the venue in the outlets mm-hmm. and uh every week i call boy well, we only sell two <laughs> yeah, that's sad. But the week of the show now, they call. Guess uh, yeah, take a man drop back some more tickets here and the tickets done. Sell out. Yeah, but I ain't vex, you know. But I vex. <laughs> Buy a ticket to Lena, please. Go get the ticket Yeah, I'm gonna call an army tip. As I change for the city, I'm gonna call an army tip. Man called me an army. Oh, this bank is set up, get trouble too. Ah, this family. <laughs> I get called on a meeting and I was, I was, I really didn't like that they, they called me to discipline me over something that I thought I was doing the right thing. The youth pastor called me, Kess, how come this month you come with two different girls to church? Say, but, um, ain't we in church to win swords? <laughs> Now we we seeing like the front and we seeing the show and everything, but mm-hmm. what is going to like planning and organizing a show at that capacity, though? Um, you need a year of thought and six months of work 
I, I think that's the best I could put it. Mm-hmm. You need you need a year um thinking through how things are going to be done, how you're getting funding. Um, if you have the money to start, because mm-hmm. even if you're getting, let like me say, you apply for a grant or something from the government, right? Um, even if you're doing that, you still need some money to start. You can't just uh, wait for the government money to come. Um, but yeah, you, you need to kind of figure out your logistics up front and take that time to figure out who you want on your show, what type of show you're doing, whatever, whatever. So, like, for this, we start planning since the last show. Mm-hmm. Um, a matter of fact, before that, because you had to kind of book your dates before. So, um, applying to book a, a date in these kind of venues, Napa, Sapa, Queens Hall, you need to get your date early, okay? <laughs> don't, don't try to call for a date for next month. Yeah. They will tell you no. we're booked up. You can't, you can't do that. All right? So, um, you, you need to put proper planning in, involved. I would say give yourself a year to mm-hmm. properly plan. And six months away from the date of the show is where the heavy planning does really come in. Mm-hmm. You could make calls, hey, um, I wait to think there's the date. You could hire data and stuff. So in that first the first six months of the year, let me say, right. you could um book your venue, do the lighter work, book your venue, book who you have on your show, mm-hmm. at least have them um save the date for you. Right. Right. Um you could put things in place like um start looking for sponsors all of that within that time mm-hmm. um but in these six months is where you really start to do the heavy planning for well for a comedian that whole year you're really kind of writing and planning up to do your your, your special as comedians is call it but sorry say your special <laughs> how long like you usually go for your sets in um these? last year i did 30 minutes mm-hmm. and i'm trying to do 45 this year but it hard, it hard, it hard. Forty five minutes is 45. real material yeah, to work, yeah, boy. Yeah, that is all the material. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, you see, we we in Trinidad, when I tell people that the 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 culture of comedy, uh, we have it here, mm. but it's not as strong as we would like it to be as yet. Right? In the states, a comedian, like we say, he writes uh, our water jokes. He could tell that same hour with her jokes and fine-tune every single thing and go to each state and do two, three spots in each state. By the end of the year, he is ready now. His set is re- refined, it's crisp, it's clean, and, and you he don't even have to think about them jokes again after telling it so much for a year. Um, just because of the, how big the states is. And how many times you get to repeat and yeah, repeat. Right. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're going all over here on tour, wherever you're telling your jokes over and over and over. Um, here in Trinidad, if we, we have to be writing so much because by the time somebody comes to a comedy show twice and they hear the, oh gosh, tell something uh, new now. Right. But um, for, for comedians, there's always some other line, some word, some phrase, and you could do something different. A different way to tell make, the same story. That mm-hmm. could make the joke better, you know? And it's only through repeating it, repetition, that, that we get to that point now. So a little vex if you hear a joke two, three times now. We're working on the craft. We're working yeah, on we work. um, So that is why that is why doing things like this kind of encouraging the, the culture, the art mm-hmm. um, of stand-up comedy. Because it is an art. A lot of people feel they could do this. It's very hard. 
It looks a lot easier on screen. <laughs> it looks a lot no, easier on screen. No, people just go up and talk, you know. No, 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 no. Grab a mic and do it. Grab a mic and do it. I'm trying to, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it is. Pear, you know how much of time I went up on that stage and that shit did not go how I thought it would have gone? Holy, I thinking in my head like, yeah, my dog, but you're inside. Yeah. A lot, of I, people, a lot of people, again, they need to figure it out. Yeah, I would tell anybody to come and try. <laughs> People are like, I, I, I want to try, you know. Well, come. Mm. Come. That's why when we have, um, like, Laugh on the Ave, the, mm. the series where people could come and open mic, we always begging people to come because um, I want people to experience it. it. I ain't going to lie, Laugh on the Ave is so good for the culture, Dread. Yeah. It is so good. How long you been with Laugh on the Ave, guess? From inception. <laughs> yeah, Ooh. yeah, yeah. We start. We actually started um, Laugh on the Ave before COVID, you know. Really? Laugh on the Ave started in stages mm. on the avenue. That is mm. why it was Laugh on the Avenue. Because it started in stages on the, the avenue. avenue. That was the first time we had it. Right. And we just kind of kept the name after. So, yeah. That is the place for we to practice and test jokes. That's the first place I perform. Right. Ah. right. Do you have any funny stories from church? Funny, funny stories from church. Yeah. Uh, all right. So um, <laughs> there. I have an extra finger. Right. Right. Uh, a lot of people notice it. Some people don't notice it. Right. Um, I have an older brother as well, who used to sing gospel. Right. Right. And um, he used to lead worship. I was playing drums. I were more in the background. Growing up, I was actually more reserved, right? It's right. As I got older, I started being a little more out, out with my personality. Mm-hmm. But um, growing up, I playing drums in the back and my brother singing. And every time I passed, there was somebody come in church. They always praying for him and blessing him and prophesying over your life. Oh, he could be a great singer. You sing all over the world, la 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 la, and I, I I used to get a little jealous. Yeah, 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 yeah. I used to get a little jealous, so I used to play my drums and I I don't know why a day a, a pastor came in the church, and um I was that whole month and thing I was really kind of struggling with, you know that thing that kind of jealousy on my brother, right? mm-hmm. and I I really was praying, Lord, you know, I, when could be my time? When could be my time? Right. So the man come up and he started preaching. He was having an altar call. And right as he was going to start to call up people, he was like, God just leading me to do something. And he said, Drama, today is the day for your blessing. Watch that. <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, look at that. Look at God. Look at God. And say my prayers. I jump off that drum and I run down in the front. And he said, raise your hand, man. And then I think I raised my hand. I said, well, nice. My blessed coming now. The pastor said, Father God, heal this finger in Jesus' name. Straighten him now, God. <laughs> Not in front of the whole church. In front of the church. In front of the church. Heal this finger in Jesus. Straighten it now. Nothing wrong with my finger. My he boss, says straighten it like it bent. Straighten dog. it now, God. Hey, duplicate dog. <laughs> what's <laughs> now? What's now? And, uh, and watch it. I weak because when I open my hand, look to my side, my pastor cracking up. You kidding? My pastor he is rolling. cracking up. He is cracking up. 
cracking up because well it's a foreign pastor yeah, come yeah. And he's just seeing this weird thing on my hand he want to pray for my hand <laughs> yeah 100% true story from church and you just stand up there like nah I just I just take the prayers and go back and, and when when what are you gonna do do? And I real beat that drum after, but and I say, do, no, do? I tell you, no, see, I'd be on that stage slapping that drum. What you gonna do, boy? <laughs> you can't make, can't make the man. I go look bad on the altar, you know. What you gonna do? What you gonna do? True facts. What are and this for the clips? What are your top three gospel songs? My top three gospel songs. Um, number wait, one. Wait, wait, before you start, pair. We making a bet. Am I going to know any? <laughs> you have that little faith in me. You have that little faith in my faith, really? Jesus. Okay, guess. Let me go. Top three gospel songs. Um, number one for me is uh, Mercy's Care Done, Mark Isaacs. Do you know that song? <laughs> That no, is my no. favorite, 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 especially um local. Right. My favorite gospel song. I can play it for you when we when we no, done. No, no idea. Absolutely. Mercy's it canon. Favor it canon. Over me. Bad bad song. Bad 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 song. Vibes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I feel I feel I can't even pick my next one. I just want to tell you the artist. Mm-hmm. And when I tell you that all his songs. It's Good. Just top Bangers. Where 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 are we going? Where are you see? Okay, of course, of course. The man Cohen Duncan. The man Cohen Duncan, aka Kairos. Big up Kairos. He is legendary when you when you think about gospel, local gospel in Trinidad. Yeah, yeah. You have to pay him up there. He is basically our what to say, boy. Who I could compare him to? He is like our Buju Banta. He's our, our Buju. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. He is he is on that level when you when you think about even. But he could he could he could do it with the best in the at the best of the best in the world, but he is that level. He is like the marshal of, of gospel, to be honest with you. Local gospel. Yeah. Cohen Duncan. Big up yourself, brother. Big up Kerwin Duncan. I have a picture right around here, so just come up with Kerwin. <laughs> Big up yourself. Hashtag right there, so. <clears throat> Alright, so yeah. that's number two. Mm-hmm. All his songs fully. All his songs. Two. Yeah. So um, seeing as this is my first time hearing about him, I don't think that I know who this is, so that's number two. And the third one, let me see if Perry was right. Um, There's there's this song, I can't, I can't remember the, the artist's name right now, but it goes, um, Favor on the left. Blessings on the right. Favor on the left. Blessings on the right. It's um, T-Babs, I think. Go left. Go right. Go left. Go right. I, I really like that song. Can't say that blind man shall jumping nah. up to the ceiling. Yeah, what a wonderful... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? The most mainstream... <laughs> you could have The you most mainstream gospel like. ever. I feel, I feel the only song that beat that is Jaron <laughs> Fedoff. That's the only other mainstream gospel. Right? You could have yeah, given... Yeah, do you know who he knows? Jaron, Positive, and um, Isaac. That's who you know. <laughs> And I purposefully did not sing any of those songs. It is quite possible. Can't say they give out blind to see the boy dog, boy. Jesus. I'm singing no. If I start to say, never let go, you know that. No, 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 no,
I never let go. That yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. Don't put me that bad. Don't put me that bad. Bam, bam, brother, brother. My journey, God alone, I walk with me. Okay. Living in a gunman tongue. Nope. We boy, run boy. What are you looking at me so disappointed? Make up yourself, John. By this man, don't know who he is. Okay. I am sorry. I just I didn't grow up in the church, dog. That's way. Wow. I'm sorry, Pierre. I'm sorry. Wow, wow, wow. But yeah, that's 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 my that's my tree there. Yeah. Right, and guess though, in terms of yeah, especially in your comedy career, where do mm. you see yourself going in the next like three, like five to ten years or so? What plans you have for your career? Um, I want to do a regional tour. Uh, I think that's the five year goal for me mm-hmm. um, to make those connections well enough that I could take this show. Mm-hmm. I want to take the show. Mm-hmm. Christians can laugh, full cast, everybody to a Caribbean tour. Of course, using um, some talent from each place. Mm-hmm. So if you go Guyana, we have to get Sammy to come out and sing and whatever. You even know who Sammy is nope. shaking Absolutely. your head. That's alright, that's alright. That's okay. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, man. You have failed as a Christian. You have failed as a Christian. Bear, you know my track record, dog. You, you, you. Ah, boy. I read. Father. I mean, cash read too, but still. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Let me do good on yeah, uh, um, in five years, I want to do something regional. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, this this year, I, I went to Antigua, um, did a set there in Antigua, big up my Antigua and following. Love you guys. Um, and last year, I went to Barbados. Mm-hmm. So, you know, building, building relationships. fan base. Yeah, build, not just the fan base, but relationship with people who in these countries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have family in um in Grenada. My grandparents actually from Grenada, so you know, trying to make those connections and see how we could, how we could do that. So, I want to do a regional, regional tour. I I'm not because I didn't see this one during my research. Radio, mm-hmm. you work on the radio. Well, part time. Part time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I I I like to talk. So I went and I did my um, my radio broadcasting course, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, uh, because well I actually knew know some of the guys from W one o seven. So when I told them that I was doing the course, they was like, well you know, um, instead of doing your coursework because you just have to do like uh, practicals mm-hmm. um, in like an online radio thing. Um, so instead of doing it there, we're really not feeling the pressure of it being live. Mm. Um, come and do it on a real radio station. And that's where you will really see if you have it or not. Uh, and the first the first day, let, all right, so let me see the first two weeks, mm-hmm. they send your brain in a spiral. Because no matter how much you prepare or read or whatever, when you're actually like there, like with most jobs, you mm. could you could be a doctor and studying book all the time, and a man falling in front of you. Yeah, different story, right? So yeah, being being in radio, um, it's 
for me, I I know a lot of music. If I hear this song, I know this song. Mm-hmm. But I don't know the the name of the song. And I don't know the name of the artist. Mm-hmm. So now where I have to sit on this table now and type up, okay, positive, and get the name of the song. The giant final. Play, go, go, go. Right? So sometimes I hear the song in my head, I don't know. Mm. <laughs> but can't remember the name. You know, what's time I, I play music and, and um, we take out my phone and go on YouTube and, and sing the song and let YouTube find, find, the, it find the name for me. Yeah, you, you just have to kind of make do it, you know, and figure it out. Um, but as you do it, they will, they will start to come to you, you know. Um, but it has so much rules with radio. A lot of people don't know. Mm-hmm. Radio has so much rules with how you could say this, when you could talk. People just, just feel, you know, radio people just talking. We have time to talk, times to introduce ourselves. Um, each radio station would have different uh, cutoff points and stuff like that. Um, time to go for your for the ads for the breaks because the way radio makes money is with the ads right a lot of people there oh the ads playing so long how your people get paid so yeah um radio radio was a challenge our first two two weeks yeah it, it took a lot of adjusting but once you once you once you update you'll be updated man. would you it would you say it is akin to the first set of times you went on stage nah different nah nobody there right. you're in a room by yourself so so as long as you get to a comfortable spot yeah you're okay right you're in a room by yourself you're in a room by yourself Who, yeah, what like, about your like, DJ? like this okay um so not all the time you'll have a dj most radio stations do have a dj all the time you know no 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 let me um all right so the urban stations yeah would mostly have a dj mm-hmm. so um I work with 107. Um, 107 is a part of a conglomerate, mm-hmm. and they have um, Red 967 mm-hmm. as a sister station. Right. They would have a DJ mm-hmm. as an urban station. The type of music they play in and whatever. We would have DJs as well, but um, for more on the Saturday, over the weekend, we'd have a DJ, or if we have like a special thing happening, mm-hmm. um, on Wednesdays, we have a DJ in as well. That is, we start Wednesdays. Right. So the DJ will come in and mix and whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but most times um, on W107, it's the announcer playing the music. And so, so that's what I tell you, it is be a lot because <clears throat> you have to play the ads right you have to play the music you have to play the ads too yes you have to play the so it have it has the big mixer board in front of you with all the controls all the mics all the levels for everything right and then they would have two computers right one would would be um with the dj software on it where you play any music mm-hmm. so they have like a very extensive library of music to pick from right it labeled well so it 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 labeled well, right? So it have by year then by genre, so you could you could find you could find songs pretty easily, but you have to know the name. <laughs> that, that was my problem, right? <laughs> um, and then there's another computer with all the station IDs. Um, so when you hear ads play and all of that, it's mm. it's actually like a, a a program that runs things into each other. So it's like little clips. Mm-hmm. Um, so you would hear. Let's say um, South Central Podcast, Wednesday nights, 8 to 10 p.m. 
right? right. So they would, you would put that in and then you would put in the ad right underneath it. Right. And that, that software does actually kind of mix them into each other. So right at the end of um, 7 to 9 p.m., right. you'll hear the next ad play one, one time. time. So yeah, so you, you actually like a have queue to queue. You, are, you have to queue up all of that. Mm. And um, yeah, so it have folders with, okay, this is for the morning shift. This is for the evening shift. Um, your personal IDs. Guess Ramsey on the W. Whatever, whatever. You had to, you had to, you had to know what you're putting in, and yeah, it is be a lot. It is be a lot, and you have to play ads every half an hour. So there's a log. They would have a log in front of you mm-hmm. with what ads to play for each hour, each half an hour. Yeah, and you had to follow that log and queue. Yes. Yes. You yeah. know, you know how much time I had to play Taliban's and V6 and and, 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 and my. Well, you can't play the same song over and over. And my extent, my music. Cool. Bro, you cannot play. Let, let me say, um, let me say, I play a jaran this. Mm-hmm. No, I can't play an next jaran. I have to find another song that's similar to play. You can't just play the same artist over and uh. over. You can't do that. Yeah, yeah. It it have rules. It have rules. And then, and then they want, Jeez. there's also like a flow in the music, there's one. Mm-hmm. So if you start off a little fast, you they just want you to slow it back down. Right. I don't know, I, if it's, if it's a, one of these special days, mm-hmm. where, where the DJ there and whatever, you could kind of keep a, a up-tempo vibe, mm-hmm. right? Um, but still, they, they would tell you, well, okay, play gospel soca now, and I could play reggae the next one, and I could play... Um, because well, it's half an hour intervals, so you can play, um, dance all the next half an hour, right? And kind of work it through with your shift, you know. But yeah, that's you can't just keep playing the same song over and over. <laughs> and you, so you had to know the latest, really, you had to keep up to date with the music, and everything. yeah, yeah, yeah. As, a, as an announcer, where you have to play for yourself, play music and stuff, mm-hmm. you have to, um. You have to do it. You, you wouldn't think up. all that has come with announcing, and I think you nah. have a DJ all the time. Nah, boy. The amount of Lupe and Alkaline or just getting in that mix, I'm telling you. Nah, it have it have mm-hmm. a lot going on behind the scenes in radio mm-hmm. that a lot of people do um do understand. But yeah, a lot is going on. Jeez. And then you say something bad, or you go over your time, um, allotted for you talking, and you see the boss open it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's a lot of pressure. So it's you alone in the room, but people also monitor. Li- of course. Ooh, of course. Wee. And they don't like dead air. Dead air is wasted money. Wait, what? Dead air. So so remember what they call time mm-hmm. is air time. Right. So if nothing is playing, that's dead air. Right. And nobody is profiting from dead air. <laughs> <laughs> right? The, the, it is make um well again they they not nothing being played over the airways mm-hmm. means my a listener might actually turn off you know if if i if i drive in my car and for five seconds nothing playing i might switch the station you know so dead air they don't like that at, at all. all at See, all at all at all either something playing or somebody talking so or something have to say send something. some song <laughs> wave through that mic yeah, for you to something. get paid father and, say and something things is things again technology is technology it uh-huh. does give trouble sometimes like um a couple weeks ago uh, uh it was a saturday so you know i was there with um dj donis uh-huh. so he there and he mixing and then the the 
the turn table the mixer board yeah just cut off so i know how to just hey where's that boy not this boy and put a song here i'll play i'll cue up song effects yeah, no not cue up a, a, a porn a song to yeah. play because we were like in the middle of our mix now yeah so i just a porn a song to play until um, he started the, the business yeah he had to reset everything it just some it sometimes you know this we live on and you get a 404 blue screen you understand watch now yeah 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 problems immediately i hold in my head in it <laughs> Problems, problems. I went in my head and the boss watching me like, mm-mm. No, I, yeah, to keep it together. Even the, um, well, we have a, an analog mixer board. But the, the, the station, the way they built it is digital. Mm-hmm. So with the analog mixer and the digital mics that they have, because the mics, they have like the live light on it. So if this mic is on, you'll see a red light here. Right. But it's not compatible. So things things is the the borders freeze up on you sometime and what you can do you have to figure it out bro she's an ages behind the scenes eh? is a whole mm-hmm. different scene that's be going on mm-hmm. it says only look easy you know things is look easy until you job being but yeah true and welcome back ladies and gentlemen to this episode of the south central podcast number yes. 12 and i am here with comedian kes ramsey now kes nearing almost 40k subs on tiktok mm-hmm. what was that journey like because when i was first doing my research do you realize how many how much swipes you had to swipes to reach the bottom of your tiktok page dog <laughs> yeah. you know how tired my yeah. hand was yeah, by the time yeah, yeah. i was done bro that's that's the process you know and still when you talk about social media mm-hmm. i am still one of the ones that don't post as much for the for the guys that really posting right i am not one of those guys you might, you might get you might get a heavy week mm-hmm. or two mm-hmm. where i'm really feeling it and again videos <laughs> and then for like the next week two weeks you might get one one you know um i'm not a heavy heavy poster mm-hmm. um le- like let's compare to like certified samson every Sam. week at least three videos you get it facts every week and it's proper skits proper too. skits big up certified samson one time a lot of people don't know his, his work dog. bruh bro you like the, the last skit that i posted right mm. it was a while since i post a skit right skits is work skits is, is real work the editing the thing to make it look like it's a proper conversation mm-hmm. you have to think up the entire conversation and know what well my process if i'm doing like we say two two persons mm-hmm. i would dress as one mm-hmm. and do out the entire part like if i talk it yeah 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 yeah. so you don't feel this is the case and pause so you leave space to cut up your video to, to smash it together and mm-hmm. edit it after now yeah yeah and then change and do the next part and he had to play over the conversation and reply. In your head. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, you could, you could watch over the video too, yeah. I saw a, a video of yours on your YouTube channel mm. where you did a party on a stage. And it was like, you were the drummer, the guitarist, yeah, the vocalist, yeah. the backup dance. All yeah, was, yeah. guess it was on some Dave Chappelle level <laughs> shit on that. I'm telling you. I was like, how many guess it have in this one skit? Yes, yes, This is whole yes. day recording. Guess you have to rent a church to do that. Bro, when it's social media, a lot of people feel, well, yeah, I just want to make videos. When you're doing social media, you have to be the first of the talent. Mm-hmm. 
you have to be the producer, the writer, the editor. Mm. You have to do everything. And you have to be the promoter too because you're promoting yourself, right? Yeah, you, you have to learn to do a bit of everything. Every single thing. Jack everything. of all trades. Bro, I, I like doing parodies. Mm. But I cannot pay a studio to go and do a parody. Craziness. That's so I had to know. I had to know. Well, of course, invest money in a computer. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Invest money in a computer that able to record and edit. Because, well, editing too. Mm-hmm. Um. You have to spend money on a computer. Spend money on equipment. Because mics and things are not cheap. No, they are not. <laughs> a song card. All of that you have to get. You know, if you're wanting a song, at least a little decent. You know? Facts. Yeah, yeah, want to, yeah had the song studio level, but, mm. you know? Close enough so that if Angus to us here, they're like, Hey, you are sounding kind of clear on this microphone. Yeah. Or Digicel. Digicel. Did you sell CNR? You know, you're saying clear on this microphone now, but yeah, you you have to do a lot for social media. A lot of people do, yeah, well, I and feel it easy. And Mm -hmm. a lot of people is like, yeah, I can build a following. Well, do it. That's my thing, everything, you know. Even if you you could have the equipment and everything, you see that consistency to come up with, do do it. it. Facts, do it. Facts, my G, it's like on the stage. Come up and perform. Well, people is people is see me all the time. Guess I want to start making videos and thing, you know. I say, and where's the problem? You have a phone? Oh, well, I don't. I don't have no best phone. Me have no iPhone. I say, bro, I have always had an Android. I just see. I I watch and guess videos. I like. I show this man record this on an Android. I am playing the always. Uh, if you so look at my wait. early videos, it is looking like a Nintendo sixty-four graphics. <laughs> okay. If Facts. you go down, not on TikTok, TikTok, you know, pretty recent. Yeah. But let me say you go on YouTube or you go on Facebook and scroll down, bro. Some of them thing looking like is is um the 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 day we Game get Boy Advance, you understand? Know, looking like uh, Martin Luther King could jump out the back. Them kind of thing. It, it's serious. But you have to start. True. You wouldn't know how to do it if you don't start. And I'll. My procrastination is a hell of a thing. A lot of people is just be like, thinking, I can do it, you know, when I get this. I can do it when I get that. Mm. And you just keep pushing the goalposts further and further. You, you just have to start. Start. Oh, if you don't mind us wheeling back just for one second, I remember something that I wanted to touch specifically for you. Tell me. Kes, what is it like being a young father in stand-up comedy, my G? <laughs> Why? Why, why, why? Ah, all right. Um, um, I get a lot of content from my child. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just say, being, a, being a, a father is something that I wanted, right? Mm. As a matter of fact, I was the one who was like, baby, let me have a child, right? Um, I, I thought that we were, you know, at a point where at the time I was working petrol train. <laughs> You know, so we were stable enough. I was working at a good job while mm. she was working. And you know, I was like, nah, let me let me have a child. I was like three years into being married. Right. So you know, we got some time together and you know, all of that. And I say, let me let me let me have a child. Right. Um the experience of having a child and pushing, doing videos and stand-up comedy. The most difficult thing would be getting 
for me i need like um some some quiet time to mm. write something i just need silence and that is non-existent so most times now i would actually find myself writing after i put him to sleep mm-hmm. but there's a chance because sometimes you go to put him to sleep and you fall asleep too. Got- <laughs> you understand you'd say well all right eight o'clock is bedtime and you think and you all right son come on sleep and my son my son like somebody next to him to mm. fall asleep now so i'll lie down on the bed read him a story whatever and he will fall asleep most times mm. um sometimes if you fight and whatever you're there a little while you knock out too you know um but most times i find myself actually like writing on my ideas and coming up with jokes mm-hmm. in the night now so i had to kind of find yes how to figure out with any situation in yes how to figure it out so yeah in the night now is where i would get chance to do something in the wee 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 hours at the yeah, night boy. and in the morning yeah boy yeah boy what you gonna do that would explain why chirka when people was cutting gas outside the house to come out of make, course <laughs> that was of ridiculous course, boy bro that reach that reach all on um on crime watch how can i do me joke tell it yeah i tell you yeah you see the clip in here there's a cast like God, it's three o'clock in the morning. All the kids, where can you imagine? At three o'clock in the morning, they cutting gas. Like a newborn baby. He Bro. was newborn at the time. That is not. And the blower too, eh? Not just the worker. And the blower, dread. And you know, you know that actually like sparked like a nationwide kind of talk, right? Mm. A lot of people was like, "Well, why he, why he, um, you know, thing the people, thing the people trying to walk." And I all for the hustle, you know. But make it make sense now. Yeah, bro. facts, facts. Let me, I just cut, I just cut grass. I have a landscaping company. Right. Right? I just cut grass. With what flashlight, you cannot cut grass properly for it to actually last well enough. You know? You're cutting halfway. You're cutting yeah, you grass. are. You're cutting. You're just sweeping that brushing machine. Bro, <laughs> you're just doing a top thing. And, and, and at the end of the day, all they are trying to do is save money. You need to hire uh, somebody to block and come out in the day and cut your grass. But you're trying to save money, so you hire two men. And we are going to go down the road that, you know, they're probably getting paid for having a proper crew, eh? Let me go down that road, but fine. Fine. I don't go down the road already. <laughs> 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 but this is Trinidad. The work it for seven men and two men work it. Yeah, two men come out three o'clock in the morning in a residential area to cut grass. Yes, That's craziness. Make it make sense. Mm. Guess how did the roti gang start? That is my question. you know my love for you know my love for curry, Jen. How I I had to make an appearance on the on the roti gang episode. In the, I I, sure. I I feel like I know when you went mona's. And I get I, I I was distraught. The man went Mona's. Mona's. Mona's is five minutes from my I would have walk and come Mona's if you tell me Roti Gang was I, in I Mona's. Know, I didn't know you you live in my brother. I didn't know. <laughs> I live in Claxton, Vegas. Oh, well, Claxton, yeah. Yeah, right in. yeah. Now but um Roti Gang started. Um I did a parody of Gucci Gang. Rudy gang, Rudy gang, Rudy gang. <laughs> yeah, I did a parody of Gucci gang. Insert clip here. Yeah. Roti gang. Kess. 
Roti gang, roti gang, roti gang, roti gang, roti gang, roti gang, roti gang. Chicken with sight is my thing. Curry sauce running out my hand. Wild meat, trinis eat anything. Dalpuri is we thing. Every day ripping, dipping. Roti gang, roti gang, roti gang. Yeah, it's a clip here moment. It would, it would come across. But yeah, um, so yeah, that's that's where it started. Cause I am also a lover of roti. Um. Roti is a joy and it, a, is. And a, it brings God's pleasure to my soul. God's gift to the earth, Jen. It brings pleasure to my soul. It does. I'm so happy that I was born in this country. I'm Thanks. so thankful to no, 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 the no, no. Razak for bringing my East Indian brothers <laughs> and sisters over. Over the pond. <laughs> Thank you so much uh, for keeping your culture Facts. and your tower Facts. as you came across. Um yeah, I, I love roti so much. Mm. You love roti? You say you love roti? I love roti, Jay. I love roti enough that I learned to make roti. I learned to make roti. I love I roti make... enough to consistently buy... I just consistently buy roti. Mona's don't even need to see my name pop up. No need number. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. call me like, Ron, that's you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They know yeah. my name? Yeah. So now I'm known as the roti man. When people <laughs> see me on the road and think, hey, look at the roti, <laughs> man. <laughs> Am I okay with Wait, that? Why is your go-to okay roti combination? I had to test your roti skills here Where's now. Where's my go-to roti combination? Mm-hmm. What do you mean? All right, so for me, mm-hmm. if I had to get a dalpuri, it is dalpuri and breast pieces chicken with some potato, heavy gravy, slight pepper, no chana. Don't put no chana in my roti, dog. Shaved potato, shaved aloo extra gravy so when it it must when you bite in it, the gravy must run down now but you know what i mean yeah you're talking about a wrap roti a wrap roti right. we're talking about some shit yet but some shit is a whole different so story so firstly um you talking like amona's customer thank you right um you see that breast meat thing and yeah you, you're speaking like amona's customer um but my go-to with roti is a chicken side pepper extra gravy simple chicken slight pepper, pepper extra, extra gravy. gravy that is my order i respect any extra gravy though i must have come, must come have on, extra gravy because you know as you fold the roti now mm. it's have a little dry yeah it does have a little dry yeah. you need something to but you that end when you break you need something to go around you the, the paper at the sauce. end you know you what extra sauce, man. it's an art it's like yes 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 i actually did tutorials on how to eat it, roti God bless you, boy. Insert clip here. Insert clip here. <laughs> I'm Tobago. This is your boy, Kes Ramsey. I'm here today at SNJ's Roti Shop in Laramie to show people how to eat wrap roti the right way. I realize some people don't know now, like they don't have Trini blood in them. So let me show you how to eat roti the right way. Let me go. <laughs> no, no, no. But yeah, I, I tell you, I, I love roti. What's the right way to eat a roti? All right. So you get a roti in the brown paper bag. The first thing you're doing, you take out the napkin. Facts. You, facts. You, you keep facts. that for later. I bite, I, bite a, I bite a couple of napkins already. No facts. Yeah. Facts. You take out the napkin. Because if you leave the napkin in the bag, it has the potential to get curry on it. Y- yeah. And you can't clean up with it after. Facts. Point number one, take out the napkin. Right. You put the napkin in your pocket. Nice. And this is this is standing, eating a roti, sitting, eating a wrap roti. Mm. Just the roti, yeah? Right? Right. 
You see people who is coming out oh, had to had to open out the rap roti. Failure with you. Facts. Failure. Facts. <coughs> Facts. I lay my hands at the altar of the roti people. Okay? If I eat a cockroach at that point, boy, I trust my where I buy roti. If I go into buy a roti, not only roti gang road trip, roti gang road trip, people is want me open it to show what in it and whatever, whatever. Mm. Fine. But me personally go to buy a roti, it is staying wrapped. Heart and soul trust that roti. Yeah. 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 Trust in the tower. Yeah. In the I tower. Trust, I, I trust. trust all with my life. If I die, I die. <laughs> so you're pulling the roti halfway out of the bag. Right? Are you listening? You're pulling the roti halfway out of the brown bag and you are caressing the bag in a way around the roti with one hand. Whichever is your, your, your dominant hand, your right yeah, hand. Yeah. You're holding the, the roti halfway into the bag and you unfold. So as you unfold the paper that's wrapping the roti, you fold down just enough to make the bites. Not too much. No, you fold down like, like we say, quarter of the roti because mm-hmm. you want the rest of the roti to stay compact. Exactly. So right. when you take a second fold, you mm-hmm. know, inside with the extra gravy. Excellent, now, excellent. You feel me? You know what I'm talking about. Of course. And as you as you bite now, let's say you, you bite and you get a piece of chicken right. and you didn't buy the breast meat right. you bought a piece with bone, right? Mm-hmm. What you do at that point, you bite, let's say you bite, you take the, the piece you're holding the roti here. You take the piece and you consume the meat. Mm-hmm. And you take the bone and you put it in the brown paper bag. I am multi-tool. I'm a roti connoisseur. Facts. Okay? I'm a professor. I have my PhD in roti. In roti. I don't know if all you know. Me. Professor <laughs> Ramsey. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that's how you do it. And you, you go down in layers. Mm-hmm. So as you eat the layer, you, you pull the roti a little more out of the bag and you fold down again with the paper. And you now reach the last of the roti now. Because that's a crucial part, okay. eh? So, you know, that's that's, that's very crucial. That's the truth. Because it's a real truth. man that doesn't end up with... I'm overlooking something. Yeah, overlooking and... Uh, so, no, that is a, no, that give is a very important step. Don't give the people a detailed breakdown. This so is South Central. You, as you get down to the end... Excuse me. How should I eat a roti today? Feeling for one, boy. As you get down to the end, um, you, you kind of lose some stability because, you know, you're getting down to just roti alone now. So at that point, you would have to either rest down the bag or something because you're getting down to the end. What you would do, um, you have to kind of get it to one side. So let's say you have this length of roti here. You bite from here. You peel the paper off from one side and you bite the end off. And then you'll have like a triangle. Mm-hmm. Half to quarter. <laughs> Half to quarter. You have like a triangle. You turn it this way. And whatever remaining sauce and whatever, you, you eat. You're now eating it in cone for like... That we're talking about. That we're talking about. And that is how you eat a chicken. Straight down to the last wrapped. piece of the wrap. Yes. Facts. And then you fold up the paper. Put it in the brown paper bag. You take the napkin that was saved earlier. Wipe them. And if you have a cold pair, Drax? Oh. Oh, my God. Actually, actually, um, I just drink Coke with my roti. Really? I could fight me if I want. I like an apple juice or a pair, Drax, with my roti. Cokes. 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 I'm addicted. That's okay. <laughs> Coca-Cola sponsor me. Facts. <laughs> Big facts.
Alright, so you just mentioned that you really, really love making parties. But seeing as you do make parties and you do sing, do you ever consider going for the inter music and performing? By um <clears throat> I started doing the parties because I could sing. Mm-hmm. Um and because of the crazy mind that I have sometimes, sometimes it just come to me. Um I to me writing a song don't come to me as easily as the parties mm-hmm. i would hear a song and be like hey you know i could change this word twist this up whatever, whatever. but like if somebody sends me a rhythm and say yes write something on this now that would take me much longer to do um i did i actually wrote songs in the past but is that a melody came to me mm-hmm. and i sang it and um i sang it and send what i sang to a producer and they help me with the beat and when i have the beat now then i could write words to the to the thing so most times i would get like a, a chorus mm-hmm. or probably just like the melody for the verse and hum it or sing it out like that and send it to somebody and they would build the beat for me and then i could write i can't just come up with a song just so it's crazy it's more difficult for me yeah to have a producer with you that could come up with the beat yeah i need i need for me i need the beat to write mm-hmm. so that's why i think it's easier for me to do the parodies because it's like the song already have a, you have a structure already to yeah, work with yeah. oh yeah, yeah, yeah i feel i feel it coming from yeah, yeah yeah i think my first my first song i think i ever like ever performing for that anybody else mm-hmm. in like second so you know i'm um, this song um let your chain hang low. Mm-hmm. That, that mm-hmm. I think that is the first thing. And I was so I went. I tell you, please. I grabbed the my, no. See that swear as you talking parties. I did this one. My yeah. my bedroom at the time. I'm bigging up you. But <laughs> <laughs> he was thinking some my, my ex at the time. <laughs> <laughs> he was thinking some Milo or something. But earlier on in the day, I like spit out some soft drink and he makes joke a minute. Right, right, it right. Kicks in off. So he drinking Milo in class today, and I like tell him something funny, and I knew he was going on after the drink. He spit out the Milo. So I lay down and say, "No, I wanna like." Oh, I could get it. Oh, I could one up this. Oh, I could one up this situation. And then it'd be just. Let your chain hang low. You, uh, let your Milo hang low. You can drink it faster. So you could spill it on your shirt. You could spill it on your clothes. And if you want Milo, accept Milo. Man, so let your Milo hang low. Doom, doom. And I swear, <laughs> I went on pre-sale stage red. Grab that mic and he in the front row and with the utmost confidence because I went on the whiteboard on the blackboard in school and I drew it on wow. the on the on the on the blackboard the morning before I had the whole wow. class jamming us. So like I know this shit going on it though. I grabbed that mic and was like boom, let your change a cappella jet. My only one and only party I've ever made in my life. That shit was lit in pre-sale. I tell you, you're in the gate pre-sale. Like right there across you. Nah, but I, I, I really like doing parodies, mm. but it is, it is take a while to get it done. So for me, when I started on Facebook and YouTube is really parodies that people started to know me for. Mm. But as I said, developing a party, just take a little while. You hear the song, you get the idea, you have to get the lyrics, you have to record it and then do a video. Um, so it does take a little while to turn over. So that is why I kind of um, pivoted more to like a daily content kind of vibe. 
and the skits mm-hmm. so that i could post more because again if you're not posting you're not growing facts if you're not posting you're not growing yeah so um yeah i love doing parodies but it does take a while yeah, yeah does hannah find something that work for you to be able to keep that consistency jen mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it does take a while i could get my favorite party yeah my favorite well it's about rotis too <laughs> um it's a parody of um i feel it coming right. by the weekend yes by the weekend all right so let me let me tell you it i was hungry last night head to the kitchen and put on the light when i open up the fridge it had some old curry put it in the microwave and i'm thinking boy you're brave this hour of the night you're eating old curry mm. I went to my bed and just fell asleep. Next thing I woke up, my belly hurting me. What you do yourself is all I was thinking. Why did you eat old curry chicken? I feel it coming. <laughs> no, that is good. The is... lyrics of that song is so engraved in my head. I can't even. I don't even know the words for the original <laughs> song. Yeah, no, that's true. Nah, that's true. What? No, you ever eat curry and then went and eat cereal on top of that? Jen? No. I just do that all the time, and anymore. I just gotta be like, no. What were you thinking? You didn't protein that bad. You have to know your limits. You have to know your limits. No, (laughs) how to get that protein, my guess, boy. Man, there's cereal after protein. I'm telling you, that chicken breast wasn't enough. I need oats. Ah, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Now we are back with the comedian Kess Ramsey. Saying now, right here to my left. Yes, one Yo. quick question for you, my G. Do you see yourself going into like acting and even more in depth, longer skit rules? I um, I I don't think that it's out of my reach. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I could do it. I think I could do it. Um, I was actually offered something last year, but it was too close to my show last year, so right. I had to turn it down. But um, yeah, I I I could see it happening. And and what about your podcast? Because I remember mm. you had your podcast going on TikTok. The podcast started back as soon as the show is done. Right. Never get us out of the way. And I'll, I'll start back the podcast, man. Or Ramsey, Wednesday nights. Definitely. Now, yeah. what, and this is more for like the people who make it this far. If you're here right now, I know we deep in the episode getting to know Kess. We stay on here with Kess Ramsey's. Make sure to come through to Christian's Good Laugh to on October the 22nd. 22nd do you know your comedy show is the day before my birthday true swear nice so make sure to come through get tickets 150 y'all make sure and come try and support yeah, yeah, yeah. So, subscribe if you're on youtube follow if you're on any of the other audio platforms leave a review mm-hmm. we have merch coming soon y'all make sure to stay look forward for that make sure and get christians can laugh too much as or roti gang well or your roti gang merch as well mm-hmm. big up the roti gang squad mm-hmm. as well, so just for your personal fans now, guess what was like early, early life for guess? Early Growing life up in for Kess. So, uh, grew up a uh, single mother. Mm-hmm. Um, we it was my mom and my older brother and myself. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, my dad left pretty early, so I really didn't grow up 
didn't grow up with him. I, I honestly, the first time I met him, I was like 14 or 13, somewhere there. So grew up with um, mommy mm-hmm. and uh, thank God for a big family. Um, fortunate enough that, you know, still felt the love, you know, grew up in a big family, um, grew up with some of my cousins first, uh, Uncle Heinz and Auntie Linda, they kind of took us in first. And then we went back home, my, my grandparents. Mm-hmm. In grandma them house, it was auntie, uncle. It was a whole big, big, posse, big family. Big squad, big, big squad. Big up the big family squad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had, had, had 13 aunts and uncles, right? So grandma them was walking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, growing up, um, my mom was always involved in church. Always. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter. Um, yeah, she and she sings as well. So... Um, growing up, I am what you would call a certified church boy, like a hundred percent. Yeah, certified church boy. Um, get baptized when I was ten. Um, backslide, come back. <laughs> <laughs> you have to do it. You have to do it. Uh, for for any young man who in church, who grew up in church, and like that is all you know. Mm-hmm. I feel like it is. It is. Is either you you go straight into pastoring or you have a little um, a little step back where you're like, do I this is this what I really want to do, you know? Mm-hmm. And you start to kind of figure out life for yourself, and then at that point you you know you make a step back. Um, yeah, uh, growing up we had things a little hard because again big family and grandma, grandpa, grandpa was the only one working. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, my mom. My mom chose instead of like picking a job or doing a job that would get more money, she chose a job that would get her time home with us. Mm-hmm. So during the holidays and all of that, she would be home. Um, and big up mommy, mommy made like really, really big sacrifices to make sure that me and my brother were good, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so she, she uh, her profession, she started doing kindergarten teaching mm. so she was a kindergarten <clears throat> teacher for years then she went and studied and um got a degree and and opened her own kindergarten mm. and um i think it's around that point when she opened her own school where i think we kind of started getting a little more stable with finances mm. you know what i mean um we we had some some difficult days that days um me mommy and kieran eat you, you remember the junior bread Nah. How old are you, Rod? Twenty. Jesus Christ. How you don't know how Junior Bread? I don't know how Junior Bread. You know how Junior Bread? Alright, okay. I'm a feeling old boy. <laughs> but the Junior Bread used to be like a loaf, case you used to sell. Mm-hmm. It used to be Yeah, it used to be, oh, used to be cheaper. Okay. Cheaper, yeah. The cheaper loaf, it used to be around this size. Like a subway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Different. And um, um, mommy gave me I think five dollars, and I went and I bought her bread, two egg and a tin of Vienna sausage. Cause it was the dollar bread, a dollar was for her egg, mm-hmm. and the Vienna sausage yeah, was yeah. three dollars. Yeah, nice <laughs> dinner, and we fry up the egg, and what's that? Is a is a hint of egg again? What's <laughs> that? Because <laughs> yeah, um, where I'm not taking in is all where you're taking it. 
Not single mothers, dog. Yeah, yeah. All yeah. of it is everybody in this room. Hey, you, me. The bro. kind of sacrifice we moms had to make, dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch now, Jed. I, and it's not until I move out, I see, like, I realize how dread yeah. it yeah, was, yeah. dog. Yeah, Pills? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they had to buy food? Yeah. And try to nurture. Trend. Bruh. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, 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 we had that far along because we, 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 we ride <laughs> no, it. it Parenting on the whole, I think um, a lot of people underestimate the responsibility you have as a parent because mm. at the end of the day, yes, having money is um, important, mm. but you can see in the people, majority of people who have excess amount of money, most times you train them not good, right? True. So I think even when you are aspiring to get wealth, mm. you have to kind of ground yourself in certain things first. Um, and I plan to be very, very wealthy. Very. Um, I plan to be very wealthy. And, um, I try my best um, to remain as humble as possible. A lot of people is let social media get to the head. Uh I don't think there's a person could say that Kess ever move a type away with them. Um, and I, I I pride myself in that. I am a very, very people. I'm a people person. Mm-hmm. I will take up a tear with you anywhere. Yeah, they care it about the people matter first. Because at the end of the day, if, if um, I am not nice to people, then who am I doing this for? You know, um, my whole purpose and, and reasoning behind doing the videos and, and everything is because life is hard, dog. Facts. If I could make somebody laugh, um, run by, if I could and actually get messages from people who was like, bro, like I was feeling um, depressed. I was feeling to end it. I was feeling to think my, my some family died. A, a woman stopped me. I was hosting a, um, a sports day. Yeah. And um, I went to get some water or something to come back. And one of the a woman came out to me and said, Kess, you don't even know my my daughter passed away last year. And it's just, i telling you, like coming on social media, I used to look forward to coming and seeing something. And your videos, she says, somebody sent a video to her mm-hmm. of mine. And that's how she started following me. Mm. And she was like, bro, like just your vibe from online and thing. I was like, wait, I I was just so pleased to see a young man, you know, with his family and and he cooking with his wife, and his wife cooking and the making thing and his son there. It was just so wholesome. Like I had to it just made me happy seeing a happy couple family doing things together. And um, you know, you're you're so witty with the little things you say on, online and whatever. And she was breaking down how, how she was real depressed. And bro, that my videos helped her through depression. I was like, bro, well, I could stop making videos Bruh. at that point. That's that, yeah, that's what it's all for, then. That's, that's what it's for, you know. Um, and even with the with the stand-up comedy, bro, I again, life hard, dog. Facts. Life is hard. Life is hard. If you could come to my show and and leave feeling just a little bit lighter, just a little bit better, then I accomplished my goal, man. 
care about the people first. Yeah, you have to care about the people. You have to right. care about the people. I so if it's one thing I wanted to mention to you and you had to forgive me, but I had to ask, my G. Ask that man. Six fingers. Mm-hmm. What were the challenges coming up with having six my G? Uh, um to be honest with you, minimal or no. Really? It was it was really um other people. It wasn't it wasn't to say I had issues with it. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest issue personally I had, because even though I have the six finger on my right hand, right. I am a right hander. So writing, if like in secondary school, any long thing that I had to write, my finger would actually hurt. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but it would, would hurt after a while. So writing a long essay, whatever, whatever my hand would be pain in. So that was probably exam. The, I think was pain. Pain, pain. That was Jeez. that was probably the the biggest challenge for me. Mm. But other than that, I play sports. I everything like normal. So the finger, the finger was never an issue. Is other people? Uh, I don't like that alien hand. Don't touch me, kind of thing. <laughs> but as a good looking fella, so girls really didn't care too much about the finger anymore. Fucks. <laughs> I know this one because we touched earlier on it, and I had to touch on it now. Mm. You were there. Pre shutdown and after shutdown, what was it like going through that whole Petra Trin experience of being employed and any company existing no more? And then, what was that point in your life like? All right, so <laughs> where to start? <laughs> now, um, Petra Trin, let me see, uh, Petra Trin workers and um, if you found yourself in a nice department, mm-hmm. it was like a family. Let me let me say that. Um, big up transport department. You guys, I love all of you still. Except um, Ali. <laughs> Ali. Yeah, except he. I really like you too much. Yeah, everybody else. <laughs> big up you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know, of course, it, it got the one or two. It was the one or two, uh, though, always. Who just, you know... Not there. Not, but yeah. Um. Uh, my days in Petrotrin were very nice. Mm-hmm. I, I, and again, I'm a people person, and my job, I, w- I had to interact with people on a daily basis, you know. So, um, I, I could talk. I could interact with from the biggest boss to the janitor. I could talk, you know. So I was very comfortable in in Petrotrin. Mm. Um. Not far from home, working close by Larmin, Marble Arrive. Yeah. No. Um I I was able to to buy a car. I was able to save some money. I get married off of that money. I, 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 I you know it was it and, and a lot of people just feel well, yeah, petrochin workers used to work for an excessive amount of money. And that is not the truth. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you look at world standards when it comes to refineries mm. we were actually pretty low paid right um with risk your pay should increase, increase. please please Facts. oh gosh oh, oh gosh Facts. why we just why we just make that a challenge right if you are a welder on land and dry land you should be paid a welder's price but if you are welding on the water that's a whole <laughs> different story risk should um the greater risk should give you greater, greater reward right um there are so many petrochemical workers who have 
um, complications with the help who actually died on the job too. I, I, I was, um, I was rushed to hospital from a gas leak, faint away. Yeah. So you, like, you could have not be seeing cash right now, you know, um, me and another coworker, uh, went to shut down a, a compressor and apparently one of the gas lines wasn't closed. And as we open it, some gas, we even know which gas it was, but some gas hit we, and I kind of was dizzy for a little while, almost fall down. Um, but the thing is with policy, with policy, there with safety, their policy is basically, um, you get to safety first yeah, as staff, you get to stay safety first. And, um, so they actually kind of left us. Uh, we had to, we had to get out first and then, um, when the rest of our crew met up with us, whatever. Then, well, they already called the ambulance, so the ambulance was there and just took us to the, to the hospital. But a lot of people don't know, Petrochain was like a city in itself, you know. It had every single thing you could think about, Petrochain had it, right? Um, from hospital to a garage, mm-hmm. welding shop, um, Petrochain, they had... Well, yeah, the wildfire trust, you could go up there and uh, take a little chill. It had um, football field, fire, it had fire. Police? It had fire, fire, police. It was like a village in itself, mm-hmm. you know. Um, we we really had to leave Petrochin to get anything. Um, yeah, it, so um, it was really a family. So when we got the news that November in 2018... Um, that petition was closing. Let me tell you, there was a. You ever feel like in a, you ever watching a scary movie or something, mm. and and know like something bad is going to happen. You see the dread that the, they <laughs> set like on everybody dark, face. There was like a dark cloud hovering over this place. And let me tell you, we worked up till the last day, right? And coming down to the end. I feel like people just didn't really care too much again. Um, but that last month when the announcement just came out, bro, I'm telling you, happy, happy people. That it was it was heartbreaking to see. Because a lot of people, because you're in a stable job, you're permanent, you're thinking, well, right, I I comfortable. Me mm. had to think and nobody has studying, no second income, no nothing. You you're making a decent income. So for me, I thank God that I started doing comedy already. Um, uh, that I could have something to kind of branch off into and use. Okay, well, I'm not working now. Let me focus on this thing now. But a lot of people didn't, didn't have, have anything else. Jeez. Um, and there was an age group where I would say felt it the most. Mm-hmm. That was the ones that they, they were not old enough to get the retirement package that a lot of people got. Mm. Um, I think it was like from 55 up, you were able to retire and get a lump sum. Um, but there were some that were temporary for years. So by the time they get to the, the 50 and they work in Petrochin, they probably now get um, permanent. They make enough years permanent to get any major 
Nothing. Yeah, the accuracy, but when people are only checking how much again, and everybody worried, and the checking, and the checking, and it's like, bro, it it was like a dark cloud, telling you. But um, I'm I'm very glad to see a lot of the guys. A lot of the guys still hope, still have hope to today that Patrick must start back. Eh? <laughs> but uh, today, yeah. Yeah, them still our WhatsApp group and thing. Nah, boy. Telling no, you, boy. I had to leave on there. I was like, bro, it's think, closed. Yeah, it's done. Things, yeah, it, come on. Curtains close on that one, but yeah, yeah. But um, mm-hmm. I what I will say, Ron, <clears throat> I find people in Trinidad just get chained up too easy, and and while Petrochin was people in Trinidad just get chained up too easy and they forget too easy. Mm-hmm. While Petrochin at the time of its closure was costing a lot of money mm-hmm. people is forget that petrotrain has saved the trinidad and tobago's buttocks on many an, an occasion when we were in debt that they actually take profits out of petrotrain's money and pay off national issues you understand and people is forget that there is there is be thankful when everything going good you know but um Petrochin's failure to me mm. was solely on a lack of planning and future, like thinking about the future with the company. Um, there were no upgrades. There, there was minimal um, maintenance. Uh, as as the older guys used to say, Petrochin was well, not Petrochin. Um, well, I've shell or whatever whichever thing was before mm-hmm. um because it was three companies and then they came together for petrotrain um whichever one was before when mm-hmm. the white people was in charge yeah it was run properly when trinis took it over when mm-hmm. trinis realized how much money oil does make and realized or oh, that we could probably twist the system here to get some extra money and twist this to get some extra money and bring a, a friend to get his contract and he'll handle me something on the side and the biggest failure for petrol train was corruption Jeez. biggest failure and i seen it big i seen it big and down to the union this is national podcast but we I, I just, <laughs> I, I just like to be honest, yes, um, you know, but but what ended up happening in the end is what I don't like mm. that they actually vilified the the workers and not even the workers that was making plenty of money. You know what the what the thing was? A cleaner is making ten thousand dollars in um in Petrochin. A a cleaner cleaning inside Petrochin is risking the life. life. To keep the place clean. Uh, yes, the sweep. Facts. To sweep, they had to go and get uh, um. They had to do safety courses to come inside Petrochin to sweep. You sweeping inside RBC is not the same as sweeping yeah, inside, inside Petrochin. No, it is. No, not. it's not. It's not. It's not. And a lot of people, uh, as, as I say, in the end, mm-hmm. a lot of people kind of came down on the lower brackets of workers that had nothing to do with the failure of Petrochin, and that that is what get me upset. Got me upset at the time, but um. Them big boys and them who actually caused Petrochin to fail, mm. living lavish. They all of them get the million dollar and pay off, and 
Moby retire and never had to work again. But the lower ones, like myself, who was temporary, I wasn't even permanent, was temporary. I get no money, I get nothing, and work there. I got a little change, I wouldn't lie. I got a little small thing, but it really was nothing substantial. Um, yeah, yeah, I worked there like six, six years, seven years, almost seven years before they closed. So, yeah. But um, I'd have been in your 20s. Yeah, I start working pretty young, bro. Ooh, <laughs> I start working pretty young. Six years in your twenties is plenty, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with the twelfth episode of the South Central Podcast. I am Boom. the host Ron Austin, and I'm here with the comedian Kes Ramsey. Kes, first of all, again, my brother, thank you very much for coming up on the show. Christians can laugh too. On the twenty second of October, October. Sunday twenty second in Queens Hall, Port of Spain. Tickets only one fifty. Get your tickets. True. <laughs> Eat a roti before you come through. <laughs> or you can get doubles. On and you get doubles at the door. So, guess I just want to say thank you very much for coming through no again, my G. Best of luck with the show coming up. Yeah, man. And well, this is all the day we about to wrap up here, and we have a gospel too. To end the show, can give you all a party to end as we as we are about to give you all a something up here. Do you remember something? Huh? I wish somebody soul would I I wish somebody soul would I catch a fire, catch a fire, catch a fire, Jesus. You have to, you have Jesus. <laughs> the first time that song played, I was in his house. Then he had Perry sing that song. Oh, we were going to Jesus. Yeah, you have to. <laughs> have to, have to, have to. I, I went on burn them. Yeah. <laughs> nah, you, have to, you have to put the, the, the rustic. <laughs> have to, have to. Yeah, 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 thank you very much for coming to and spending this time with us here. Remember, if you're on the YouTube, be free to subscribe. If you're yeah. on any other audio platforms, be free to leave a review. Follow yeah. Kess on all of his social medias. Just, just Kess on... It's just Kess on mm-hmm. Instagram. Kess Ramsey on everything else. Kess, K-E-S-S. Two S's, okay? Two S's, not yeah. one. Yeah. Now... <laughs> And that's it. Thank you all for coming through. And be free to make sure to subscribe. We have merch coming soon. Make sure to look out for that as well. Make sure to get Roti Gang merch and your Christians can laugh too much. We'll see you all at the show. Feel free to ask Kes for pictures. And me too if you want a picture with a random nobody. Yeah. <laughs> God is the boss and that is no joke. Blessings. Facts. <laughs>